0: Dude, you there? Dude. Yep.
1: What do you want to talk about?
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 they lost some games. I guess we can talk about the trade deadline and forget about the sharks. <sighs> oh my gosh,
1: dude. Yeah. I mean, is this team just one giant nut kick or what? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, that's I a mean, pretty good I, summation. I, I feel like being a Sharks fan right now is like being in the... um, If you watch America's Funniest Home Videos before they announce the top three videos, there's always the consolation videos where people get hurt repeatedly over and over again. Right. That's what being a San Jose Sharks fan is like.
0: Yeah, it's like the the football in the groin movie in The Simpsons. It's like... ah, (laughs) With George C. Scott.
1: Yeah, I... I don't know. I mean like I I just I'm sure everybody feels this way, right? Like you just don't even know what to say based on what Like how do you lose 3 in a row to the Ducks by a combined score of 13 to 2? <laughs>
0: yeah, right? The worst team lose in the division. Three
1: games in a row to the Ducks and Kings by a combined score of 12 to 3. Like how? How does that happen? Like Yeah. Like that's Like, that's... It's humiliating. Like, what, what they have done in the last week since we recorded is humiliating.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they seem to be, like, kind of angry about it at the end of the game last night. But it's, like, too late. Like, too late to, like, start to have these kind of meaningless scraps at the end of a game where you've already been, like, basically... Uh stonewalled by their third goal, it was not even like we lost to John Gibson dude. we yeah. lost to some dude, yeah, some dude, well, he was the guy that shut us out in the previous game though I know the dude, this dude who I don't have no idea who this dude is, but he like crushed the sharks, right, yeah, two straight games,
0: yeah, he did, he did, oh, he's like the second coming of. John Gibson. <laughs>
1: well, maybe the good news is here. Maybe the Ducks will trade us John Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good.
0: I would, I would appreciate would Can we offer
1: that. you Martin Jones and some Sour Patch Kids?
0: <laughs> well, there were a lot of trades, dude. Do we actually want to talk about the Sharks, or should we just talk about the trade deadline, which is what we usually talk about after the trade deadline happens? Sure. I mean, I, what, what are we going to say
1: about the Sharks? Martin Jones was horrible. Eric Carlson has been horrible. Um everything that was going right has completely fallen apart. Yeah. Those two were playing well, the Sharks did well. Those two have been horrific and the Sharks are horrific. So, <laughs> uh what do you know? And somehow they're still only 4 points out of a playoff That's spot. the so thing I, that I can't understand. I, I don't How even, are they only 4 points no? out? Well, because the the bottom half of the division is terrible. Yeah. And fortunately, St. Louis is bad and um they are playing a brutal schedule. And the bottom half of the division is just sort of trading wins back and forth. What a blown I mean is such a blown opportunity. Yeah. They could they could have been the fourth seed right now. They they could have been, which earns you a right to, you know, lose to the avalanche in the first round. But I right. mean, honestly, like it's just it's embarrassing. They just lose, dude. They just got humiliated. It was just really <laughs> to the
0: worst team, too. Oh, no. That's the thing that's it just... It's one thing to be humiliated against Vegas, which obviously hurts a lot and sucks. But at least you can tell yourself that they're a good team. Like the Ducks aren't any good. Ducks are not the Ducks good.
1: We're playing their third-string goalie. They just traded two of their top 6 D <laughs> and they they beat the hell out of us. They beat hell out. Oh man. I don't know. Okay, let's talk about Yeah, let's talk I about. I mean, the tr- the Sharks I, I did a lot at the trade deadline. They, right? they were involved in a lot of different transactions. Um and I don't know, dude. I mean, they're sort of all moves kind of around the periphery getting rid of some players that they clearly didn't want anymore. And replacing them with players that they probably also don't want. And picking up a goalie prospect who had a bad year this year. And a couple of mid-round picks. Essentially, I mean they didn't give up anything and they picked up a couple of picks, right? I mean, we can go by move by move here. Let's let's talk about the first one, which is Devin Dubnik. Yeah. Goes from one one of the worst teams in the NHL to probably raising a Stanley Cup, right? I <laughs> yeah, mean, like, yeah. which is just so funny, right? Like, Devin Dubnik is probably like, well, okay, like, you know? <laughs> I went from a miserable situation to now with Grubauer's injury he is the starting goalie for the Colorado Avalanche dude <laughs> he won last night he won he won he won his first start as for the abs i mean and we're going to learn a lot right mm-hmm. if he goes like 5 and 0 oh this week <laughs> like then how how really bad are the sharks at that point right like if Dubnik just shines for the avalanche
0: dude like what was your Reaction to the Dubnik trade. What did you think? When you first I heard believe,
1: it? I I couldn't believe that they got I couldn't I I I I couldn't believe that they got a fifth round pick for him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, uh because that's more than what the Sharks gave up to get him in the first place. And it's not like he's exactly like raised his stock, but right. there's a lot of goalie desperate teams right now and uh, dude, I didn't mind them getting rid of him. He clearly was not the answer. He was not going to be re-signed. You take what you can get, which was taking a contract from the Avalanche that they didn't want and Greg Pattern and picking up a fifth-round pick in next year's draft. And, you know, uh, I I thought it was a good move. I think if you could get any, anything for him, it was good.
0: I 100% agree. And I was fairly confused and puzzled and surprised to see a few people on the comment thread of dudesonhockey.com from the last podcast talking about the trade. Taylor says, Do not like the Dubnik trade, very little return for an important player. While his numbers are poor, was competition for Jones. Now we're back to the days where the coach does not have an NHL-level backup to play. With the Sharks' tough schedule coming up, Bugner really want to start one of those completely inexperienced goalies against Colorado or Vegas. And James says it's a puzzling move. Coronar doesn't warrant promotion. It's, uh, It's interesting to me, these reactions, because... I don't think there. This is a player that has no future as a shark. This is a player that has one year left on it. He's in the last year of his contract. There would be no particular reason why the sharks would want to resign him. Like why the guy has not proven that he could play for any period of time, even at league average level. If you can get anything for this guy, if you could get an, an expired coupon for Red Lobster, you take it.
1: That's what we got. Its name is Greg yeah. Um Dude, like, I think the the points made by the commenters are valid. They're right. You know, Martin Jones needs to be pushed by an NHL-level goalie. That's when he is has a track record previously of being good. The Sharks do not, you know, uh, you know uh, Cornash does not deserve to promotion what has he done that's been really great to like deserve promotion they're not wrong about any of those things i think for me i agree more with how you feel which is dubnik's not in the plans we need to see what these other young goalies it they need to play because the sharks stink and martin jones has been you know horrific again like all of a sudden, he's just horrific again, and you know um, you may as well be horrific with the with the kids to see are these guys any good or like do we have to completely start over like in goal right like do we have any goalie young goalie that can play apparently the ducks do
0: yeah you know I mean, the ducks like do. so
1: like what what's the deal here? So uh, I mean, I don't mind it. I think if you could get any asset that you can turn around and use to get another player in the off season is better than just having an expiring contract in Devin Dubnik just hanging out in his huge home that he rented in Los Gatos. If I have to read more about that.
0: Oh really? It's sort of like a lot know, I mean like I felt
1: that. like there's been so many articles of Devin Dubnik where you rented a home in Los Gatos and so he's they haven't been in San Jose yet, you know <laughs> I've got this house, it's empty, my family's not here. You know, like, I feel like I've read like five, it's like all these, it's like everybody posting about their Moderna second shot side effects. Oh, about three days out from Moderna. <laughs> Hashtag sweaty and feverish or whatever. I'm just tired of, <laughs> of reading about it, dude. Like, so anyways, yeah, I, I, I like the move. There's more. I, How about Frederick Clayson? Yeah. Uh, traded to Tampa Bay for College goalie prospect Magnus Chorna from University of Denver.
0: We, now, now we're talking, right? I mean, these are the, these are the kinds of players sure, we need.
1: Sure, I mean, I guess. I mean, Chorna, good freshman year, not good last year, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. but still, a, a, a college goalie that clearly they liked something about him, and or clearly Tampa Bay didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're, you know. Frederick Clayson, what he played, like five games for us. Like, you know, yeah. they, they they clearly didn't like him enough to have him be the seventh guy. You know, they they would rather have Nicholas Meloche or mm-hmm. Christian Yaros, I guess, than Clayson. So goodbye. And you get a lottery ticket in Chorna that you can just keep an eye on. And if he's good then you bring him into the system because you don't really have anything. So again, I mean, I in Clayson, you had nothing. So you may as well turn it into a lottery ticket, right?
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, you know, one player that I, I know we've made fun of in the past, and it's not like he's been a key point to the show, but a, a goalie that was moved at the deadline was David Riddich, was moved to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And when I saw he was traded for like a third round pick, I'm like, If I was the Sharks, I would have considered giving a third round pick for David Rich. Like he's he's been okay. And and I don't know how much he's making. I mean, that's obviously a big concern, but I was thinking like these are the kinds of goaltenders that you need. You get a goaltender like that. Even like a league average goaltender is gonna compete with Jones at this point, right? Anybody. So if you can get a guy who who's hungry, relatively young, I mean Rich is like twenty eight, he's not exactly like a rookie. But if you get a guy sort of in the early the mid twenties, and you can have him for a song, and he can—I mean, almost any goaltender of any repute is probably going to compete with with Jones for for a, for a job. So this is for me. This is why you don't need Devin Dubnik. You get somebody else. But yeah, get start stockpiling college goaltenders, whatever AHL goaltenders, whatever you need. You yeah, know?
1: it just—it's it, a clear signal to me that they feel like they don't really have. You know, a lot going on right now. I mean, they sign uh Sawchuk and you know Terry Sawchuk. No, 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 no. What? What's his name? No, that's Sawchuk. Probably said his name around. Terry Sawchuk. He's a good goalie no, dude, in the fifties. No, no, no. San Jose Sharks. Let's see, I can't remember. I'm looking it up now. They signed some. Here we. No, I don't know. Oh, Zach Sachenko. They oh. signed Zach Sachenko, who is now, I think, the taxi squad goalie, or he's, you know, gonna be playing for the Barracuda, you know. Um yeah, I I you know again, you're just sort of you know you're you're moving something for a lottery ticket. I I I think that's a fine move, right? I mean you you now you, you go to Toronto and you trade Auntie Suamella who you know, you know, was the forward version of Tim Heed, right? Like, you know, this guy, uh, I never really understood. Like, he came in, like, sort of so, like, hyped he's going to be, like, you know, make a great impact. Like, Don Skoy or Milker Carlson, and never, ever happened, right? And the Sharks had really hit on some of those European free agents, and the last few that they've gotten have been really... Not impactful at all, right? So that hasn't worked out. They they trade him for a player in Alexander Barbanov, who you know I I don't even I I can't even give you an analysis of of him and it, and he wasn't good enough to make it to the Sharks taxi squad. He went straight to the Barracuda. So okay, yeah, right. I mean, like the that's just getting again getting rid of a player that you did not want anymore in right. exchange for maybe somebody you want to try and evaluate. So. Fine, right? Makes sense to me. And then the Sharks play, like, broker here and take on some salary to facilitate trades for other teams. And they pick up a fourth-round pick from the Leafs and they dump Stefan Nason to broker the uh, Felino trade. And then they pick up a fifth-round pick in 2022 and they dump Nick D. Simone to facilitate the, the Jan Marker trade to Vegas, right? So... In the end, the Sharks end up with two additional twenty twenty-one picks and a mid round pick in twenty twenty two and a college goalie for
0: nothing. Not much. Yeah. Certainly it, not any player that seemed to have a significant future with the Sharks.
1: No. They they so you're picking up mid level picks. I mean, remember when we got Ryan Donato for a third round pick. So like could we pick up a meaningful player in the offseason? For a fourth and a fifth. I mean, yeah, I mean, those types of things happen, right? You Mm -hmm. can trade two mid round picks to get a NHL lower level quality player. So, you know, Doug Wilson just sort of added to those kinds of possibilities in exchange for getting rid of contracts of people he didn't want. Ironically, Nick T. Simone, Vegas likes him so much, they just loaned him right back to the Barracuda. Did you see that? (laughs)
0: Ah, no, it's all right. You can just Uh, stay. Just stay and play for them. It's It's all good. We don't actually need you on our team.
1: Yeah, we don't need you on our team. Why don't you? You're going to be more effective just playing for them.
0: (laughs) Right? Man, that's got to hurt a little.
1: So um, so I think we expected Marcus Sorensen to get moved, was not. Mm -hmm. We heard a lot of noise about interest in Curtis Gabriel. Who's completely fallen out of the
0: out of the picture?
1: Out of the picture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff Viel. Now all of a sudden, they don't want to play him anymore either. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why either, dude. It's just really. It's so frustrating. Like, like those guys bring energy and intangibles to the game when they're out there, and the Sharks really played well. For the majority of the stretch those guys have played and then now all of a sudden you just decide well i don't know we're not gonna play those guys anymore let's let's see more of hand mark you know right like okay
0: yeah yeah okay i don't know it yeah. just doesn't
1: like you you look at i just i don't like hearing the comments of you're like well we think the coaching staff has done a great job this year really you guys just lost three games to the ducks 13 to 2 and the power play when's the last time we scored on the power play
0: it's be- horrible before covid i don't know ho- <laughs> so
1: 2018 <2018? Yeah>. like <laughs> I, dude i mean the power play is so so bad right like yeah so bad i haven't got to look up how bad it is how bad I've is it i read 2
0: for 22 recently or something like that dude i mean like it's, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's, it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, 26th in the NHL.
1: Way to go. 26th in the NHL.
0: Did you want another question that we can't answer this time from friend of the show, Scott? Yeah. With four forwards who should be 20 goal per year players, Kane, Couture, Hurdle, and Meyer, three of which Kane, Couture, and Meyer should be legit 30 goal a year threats in two heavily off offensively minded demon and burns and carlson why are the sharks ranked 21st in goals per game is our bottom six just dragging the anchor that badly yeah what we we got some scorers theoretically what what is the problem what is what is the main issue here or is that the sharks are just Defending so much that they don't have any chance to score. I don't know what their overall course is, but like everybody on the team's a minus, so it's not like. I mean, I guess if you never have the puck, it's hard to score goals. But yeah,
1: I mean, it goes back to a common theme I think that we've said all year. Like there, the the chemistry of this team stinks. Like it's just not like they. You can have a bunch of really good players who don't know how to play together, and they don't seem to have that going right Mm -hmm. it's not like when you see some of these other players on these lines just clicking like they're just so dangerous on repeat right like the top line for vegas you know every time they're out there it's just like oh my gosh like i mean like it's just it's it's scary and the sharks don't really ever get that consistently and we've had that in the past like that's been a, a trademark thing of the sharks but this group while individually talented in areas it's just not it doesn't work. And I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. no good answer to that. It, you're not wrong. On paper there are talented players here. It's just collectively it and doesn't the, work.
0: Looking at their Corsi percentage, it's 48.9. For a team as bad as this is, that's not that bad. It's not good. You want over 50%, which means you're controlling play. You you have you generally have possession of the puck more than you when you don't. But this is just like the scoring chances in this team's favor. I'm not sure exactly how this is measured. I'm looking at Hockey Reference, but scoring chances in their favor only 44.2. High danger scoring chances 43.2. You know, this is not. You know, this those those aren't good numbers. That's those you know when you're when you start getting closer to 40 percent here, it's gonna be hard to win games if if you're you know if it's six to four. You're getting out chanced badly. So that's, that seems worse than Corsi. And maybe that goes to chemistry. We generate shots, but they're poor quality. We're generating shots from the outside. We're generating shots that aren't real scoring chances. I honestly don't know. But yeah, there's just, there seems to be a major issue here. I just, it's like we only got four players who have more than 10 goals. Kevin LeBanc has 10 goals, Hurdle 12, Couture 14. And this is in 40 games. We got four players with 10 goals. So I think at least part of the problem is that the aforementioned supposed 20 to 30 goal scorers aren't scoring a 20 to 30 goal pace here, right? So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess Timo Myers got eight goals in 40 games. I guess that's technically like a 20, you know, 30 goal pace. But I remember, you know, you see, you see really good teams in the past. You see six, seven... Eight players with 20 goals in the season. And after you get that, you got nothing. After you get past LeBanc, you got Ryan Donato with six, Balsers with six, Gambrell's got five goals, Nieto's got five goals. I mean, this is not murderer's row of scoring here. This is not the 1980s Edmonton Oilers that you're looking at here. So maybe maybe it is just that secondary scoring is just completely non-existent. And all you got to do is you got to, you basically focus on Kane and Hurdle for the most part. And the rest of the defense sort of takes care of itself because the other guys can't score.
1: This is depressing. Dude. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It is depressing. It is it's depressing. It's hard because, I mean, really, even last week, we we're like, okay, like, look at this really winnable stretch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And to have them just fail. Completely fail at it.
0: Yeah. It just
1: tells you everything you need to know about this team as a group. And it goes back to one of the big questions that we've been talking about all season is is like, uh, what are they going to do? Like, what do they do? You're right. This offseason, what are they going to do?
0: I you know what what beverages exactly are they drinking that one could convince oneself that this is a team that can legitimately compete for a, for a playoff spot or the Stanley Cup with this core of players. I mean, I don't know what I don't we don't know for a fact that that's what Doug Wilson thinks, but if he is thinking that, I would really like to know what sort of reasoning is behind that. You look at the last 2 years, I mean, these are not good years and you know, time moves in only one direction. All these players are now older than they were. So this is not, it doesn't look good, right? (laughs) It definitely doesn't look good. I, you know, and I got to say, I like the moves that were made, right? We, you know, getting some small pieces for players we don't need anymore, getting rid of Dubnik. Like these are the kinds of moves that we sort of take for granted that Doug Wilson sort of pulls off on the regular, but it does dance around this gigantic elephant in the room which is this is not a core that's going to win Stanley Cups this is not a core that's going to make the playoffs so what do you do i don't know I'm glad it's not my job to be honest not my job <laughs> oh man
1: yeah. well, i mean it, it it's just going to be interesting to see if they really do believe that what they're saying which is they believe this team can be competitive next year. And I say, how, how, right. How are they going to be? How are they competitive? Uh, I don't know. And, and as we rail on them, (laughs) they will now win four in a row. (laughs)
0: That's right. We're we're just in time for them to start winning. That's, that's for sure. I'm, I'm sure that will happen. Two against Minnesota, then two against Vegas. Oh man. So, you know, Playoff teams or playoff in-the-hunt teams from here on out. Vegas, or Arizona rather, is ahead of the Sharks right now in the standings, even closer to a playoff spot than the Sharks are. Uh, Minnesota is in the playoff picture. Vegas, obviously, uh, only behind Colorado. And then we have four games straight against Colorado at the end of April. Dude, what can we do to make this entertaining? Are we going to be able to stream again? I, I know... We've had some stuff in the works, but I, I know schedules are, are, t- are tight this time of year for you. But I, w- I want to see if we can try yeah, and do a stream. We, I mean, can we stream watch something else? Like, <laughs> right, like, yeah. We should stream watch um that Formula One show. you watching the Formula One show on Netflix? <laughs> really good. Really I like know. that show.
1: How about like... We watch, dude. What we stream watch... Police Academy Two. Yeah,
0: we stream watch the whole Police Academy series. I'm like a 12 hour stream. Watch all the yeah, Police Academy movies back to yeah, back.
1: There you go. I I think that would definitely <laughs> at least be funny in an appropriate way, unless <laughs> <laughs> unlike the games have been so far. I just felt I was just so defeated, dude. Like I just felt so. I was just so mad. I can't believe it's like, I can't believe this is happening. Like that they, the ducks are so, so bad. Like <laughs> the, that they're terrible. And they really,
0: they they took they, the wood he, to us.
1: They, they embarrassed the sharks. Yeah. And I don't know.
0: We, yeah. We don't have an answer, which definitely means they're going to start winning <laughs> when we don't know what to do. And they're so bad. That means they start winning. That's what's going to happen.
1: I don't think so. I they, they look to me like they they look to me like they've given up, dude. Like I mean, that's just sort of. I mean, uh, when when Eric Carlson tried to pass that puck through his legs, like directly in front of the rookie goalie in his own zone, like you look at that and you go, "What are you doing? Like what? What are you? What are you thinking?" Right, like you're supposed to be one of the best players in the entire league, and that's how you show your team and your rookie goalie starting his first game that you care about. <laughs> like, like to me, that's just you don't care.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like it, you, you don't care that much. Where's where's that explosiveness? Like, remember he was he was just crushing it for like a good week crushing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that player is completely gone. Like nowhere to be found in the ducks games. Nowhere. Where is that player? What is your problem, man? Like, I mean, like I just, I don't get it.
0: Dude, anything else that happened at the deadline that we should talk about? Not sharks related, since this is just going to be a, a depressing episode, even at the best uh, of times.
1: No, I mean, I, the Anthony Mantha trade was, I was surprised by that. Like, uh, you know, him going from, you know, they they just re-signed him in Detroit and then they turned around and traded him to Washington for picks and young players. Right. And, uh, you know, a great pickup for the Capitals and just an interesting move from Detroit, clearly wanting to just get, younger and cheaper and, and get more assets i mean getting a first round pick from the capitals is like getting like pick number yeah. 26 or something so it's not like it's incredibly valuable like you got like a top 5 pick or something
0: two picks and two players though that's not nothing
1: no no it's not not i mean it's not nothing and, but this is you know, pretty strong player here that you got that. I mean, for Washington, they're in a win now window, right? Like, I mean, they're for sure. their core for sure. is older. They got, uh, an expensive experienced coach to really write the ship there. They're dangerous. I got to say like that team, you know, there's no coming out of the East this year, right? With the four different divisions, but like, that's, that's a team to, to definitely keep an eye on. Like, as the playoffs move, like, they seem to be back on track to really make a a run here.
0: Yeah, and certainly Avalanche, too, right? Avalanche is just shoring up.
1: Oh, sure, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, you they, know, they
0: get Soderberg from the Blackhawks. I mean, Soderbergh's a fine player, but he's definitely, like, the veteran guy that you want in the room to try and, you yeah. know, stabilize. Depth.
1: It's depth, and he's familiar with this team and the players and the coach, and it's depth. I mean, like it, it makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean the, the Colorado Vegas, like that is going to be an, an outstanding, you know, basically finals, Pacific finals, right? Like, um, for hockey fans, I guess it's a shame that, one of them's not going to make it to the final four, right? Where they probably are, you know, two of the best four teams. you got to figure Toronto's probably going to make it out of uh, the Canadian division. And then you've got Tampa and Carolina. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting at the end, dude. That's for sure. You could certainly be looking at a final four of Tampa, Washington, Colorado, and Toronto like that some pretty some pretty solid fireworks there.
0: You think the Blue the Bruins got that much better with Taylor Hall or are we overestimating Taylor Hall at this point given his recent uh lack of success in Arizona and now Buffalo? Or are those teams just so bad it doesn't matter.
1: Well, I think for the price like it was worth you know, the risk for them. I just don't really understand, like, he, I don't really think of him as being, like, a Bruin-type player. Like, he's yeah. not really, doesn't really fit that mold. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that's, I never I never really thought he would be a, a great fit there, but sure. I mean, if you can get a player like that for a second-round pick, I mean, you know, yeah. he was MVP of the league just a couple of years ago, right? Right. So, uh, worth a chance. And then if he's a great fit, then you got a chance to re sign him, right? So yeah, I mean, why not? If you're Boston, I mean you're you're trying to try and Boston's problem is gonna be defense, right? I mean, like that's sort of their problem. Yep. I mean, I think they're feeling the effects of losing Krug and Chara and like that's that's gonna hurt them, I think, when they have to try and find their way through through Washington. Like that uh, I don't I don't see them being able to do that.
0: And the Islanders went with they they went with like veteran too. I mean, the Islanders are making a run; like they're going for it. Here. Why
1: wouldn't you? Of course. Like yeah. I mean, the Islanders you know they lost their their one of their best players in Anders Lee, right? So they replace him with Paul Mary. They get um, the other longtime Devil Zay Jack, right? Yep. And uh, yeah, why not? Like for them, they you know that's like. That's a perfect example, dude, of like the the Islanders, that's a team.
0: Yeah. I just it's so funny cuz I just never really think of them as a team that's in contention, but they just sort of silently win. They're 2 points behind the Capitals, they're plus 24 in goal differential. They have the best goals against of any team in that division. They have they might have well, they have almost the best goals uh goals against of any team in the league. This team just wins. This team just wins. They play wins.
1: great together. Yeah. They have a great coach and they play great together. And they they're well put together, dude. I mean, I don't know. They they complement each other very well and it's a well-balanced team that's bought fully into what's going on. And you look at the Sharks, it's, they're the completely opposite end of the spectrum. Completely unbalanced, no chemistry, and there's no discernible style of play at all. Like what what are what what are what's the shark style of play? Bad? Like <laughs> is that a style? Like because you can't say like, oh, you can go, okay, well, Trotz teams play like this, or Tortorella teams play like that, like or boot or or like Bruce Boudreaux teams play like this. What do you what do Bob Booter teams play? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, and maybe it's not fair to him to give that full evaluation when he didn't really have a training camp and it's been such a weird year. And maybe he has a bunch of really crappy players in terms of mix. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not fair, but there's been, it's not like there's been an improvement. Like there's not better. Like it's not better. And they can pretend that it's better and say that they're happy with the job they've done and, and they can say all those things. But how is it better? Yeah. What's better, dude?
0: Yeah. I, I, I can't Nothing. tell you. I can't tell you. Nothing's better. It's
1: the same. Or it's worse, actually. Maybe worse. So there you have it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a great podcast this has been.
1: Well, you know, I'm not sure why anybody's even still listening. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, it's good. Maybe because, you know, misery loves company. And I'm sure there are many Sharks fans that listen to this podcast and that should listen to this podcast that are as frustrated as we are. It's just it's hard. It's hard to see. You know, it's one thing to understand that you're gonna suck and you're gonna go for the number one pick and then you're gonna go youth. But we haven't been told that yet. And it's certainly not obvious that that's the plan. Um certainly I'm glad we didn't go and trade for Travis Zajac. don't get me wrong.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine if that was the <laughs> the move that they made? we well, we're actually we want to tell you that we've re-signed Devin Dubnik for four years yeah. 16
0: million. Right.
1: Yeah. No, of course. Like that all makes sense, right? Like But but no, no, that's not the message, dude. Yeah. The message is not um you know, we're going to just be bad, right? Like, we're just going to be bad, and we're going to play all the young guys, and it's going to be what it is, and we're just going to be bad. They can't do that because they can't trade their veteran players to anybody because nobody wants them. Right. (laughs) Or they can all block moves. Right, right. But, you know, it's going to come to a point here soon, right? And it might be real soon. It might be real soon, yeah. Where... Some of these guys are going to be like, I want out. I don't want to be here anymore. Right? Yeah. Like, this, uh, this is not uh, not for me. I don't want to be here. You know. Yeah. And we've already sort of seen the seeds of that planted by Eric Carlson, and be like, okay, great. Uh, what? Where can I buy you a ticket, sir? Like, you <laughs> right. know, what I, mean? like,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, dude. Well, we got games against Minnesota and Vegas. Maybe the Sharks will manage to get some gumption and playing against higher quality teams in the division. It's we've been having a terrible time predicting what the Sharks can and will do this season. Who knows? Maybe a leaf will be turned.
1: I don't think so. I think that they have, um, they don't look like they're, they just don't look like they're interested anymore, dude. And I, I, I don't think this is going to be a good week. And I, I think, I but, think it's going to be brutal,
0: but That's, we're still interested, dude. Oh
1: yeah, oh we'll we'll watch, uh, you know, <laughs> hot garbage. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go out there a dumpster fire for, for us, dude. That's what we do for fun.
0: That's what we do, and I do want to get a stream together. I don't know when and which game exactly, but we will do that before the end of the year because, frankly, it's one of the only things I can think of to entertain myself while watching the Sharks game. All right, I'd rather sure. interact with listeners. Random weirdos on the internet, then have undivided attention on the Sharks game. Let's be honest. That's really what. I, that's really why I want to do this.
1: Well, dude, that's what an inspiring way to uh, <laughs> to,
0: to head out. That's why I'm here. <laughs> All right. Dude. What else can one say? But go Sharks! Sure. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at
1: dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the San Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.